Okay, so thanks, Hugh, for everyone joining us today for our first BMS podcast. Um, I am Mike Leather. is my colleague, Sam Muzi-Yurira. He has been with the company now for, you've been getting on for your third year, aren't you, with BMS? Yeah, yeah. 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 For those that don't know us, BMS is a specialist sales recruitment consultancy, recruiting for sales vacancies at all levels across the UK. And yeah, I am delighted that you're uh, joining me, Sam. Great to have you here. Mike, a real pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and um, I think the subject that we really wanted to kick this off with, um, which we felt was important, and we wanted to get ourselves in the shoes of the hiring managers that we work with, didn't we, Sam? We want to talk about three concerns that decision makers might have before starting the recruitment process. And this is very much based upon our experiences of working with our clients and working with hiring managers. And we hope that you know the audience and anyone that's listening to it um, gets some value from it, gets some some actionable takeaways. First point then that we wanted to um that we wanted to go through and and something I think you um touched on with with one of your um clients recently sam was um how can i ensure that i'm recruit recruiting the best person for the job 100 percent. that's i think such a good point um obviously putting myself in also my client's shoes naturally that is you know that anxiety in the sense you know um of how can i ensure that i'm identifying the right person and equally you know recruiting the right person for this role um, because you know recruitment is such an important process and it's that's pivotal for organizations to, to get right um, because yeah. of the, you know the positive impacts of getting it right but equally on the other side you know the negative impacts of what that could cost for employing the wrong person um so yeah uh, you know i've got a you know i feel like quite a relevant example because the time that we're in I feel like the market at this time there was an org- well there's an organization that i work with um, a medical devices company um and yeah they been you know recruiting um for you know um, a surgical slash theater experience rep okay um and you know really exciting position um territory manager role you know within k and within that um i think what became apparent for them and what's become apparent for them is you know they've been looking for someone with you know at least three years experience selling into that surgical sort of theater space and feel like at this time we're in a market where you know employees are starting to realize that maybe you know someone who's got you know two to three years experience within a certain field due to the impacts of the covid pandemic and if they actually haven't leave haven't you know no fault of their own uh, been in that hospital setting been been in theaters and haven't been exposed to that you know that three years experience isn't what you know two to three years experience was prior to covid Right, yeah, so, yeah, people um, haven't been going out as much, have they? Exactly, so exactly. It's, it's different, isn't it? Three years pre post-COVID experience in that market sector versus what it is now, yeah. it's completely different, isn't it? 100%, 100%, yeah. right? So I think, you know, for, for them, it's been, you know, um, maybe opening up their brief to consider, you know, people that maybe have a clinical background, maybe someone who's an ODP, you know, or a scrub nurse who doesn't have their sales experience, but understands how to conduct themselves within the theater setting, you know, could be as simple as, you know, where to stand and, you know, what, you know, what products that I can touch, what products I can't touch, how to conduct myself, what conversations to have, and then, you know, probably investing a bit more on that sort of sales training piece, um, because again, that's something that the organization could look to do and invest that, you know, um, to go above and beyond to help this person get up to speed 
but yeah um we are currently in that time and you know it's a very live example that i have which is quite interesting in terms of where someone's experience is now compared to what it could have been you know prior to prior to covid yeah i think i think it leans towards a point of you know if i'm a hiring manager and i want to make sure that i'm recruiting the best person for the job yeah. having a really clear idea yeah. before i begin the process yeah. about the person that I want to bring in and thinking about what types of jobs they might have been doing previously that are going to be a good fit. Equally, how important, Sam, do you think it is that on, on this particular subject, companies are thinking about their ability to access the widest possible pool of talent? 100%. That's such, such a great point, Mike. And it, it boils down to you know what's available to the company themselves by using their own methods right so that could be knowledge of people within the industry but then equally yeah. it could be you know the use of a recruiter or their own job advert you know how much access do we have to identify this person are we putting ourselves in the best possible position to be successful because ultimately it's all about finding the right person which is you know the point that we want to make is identifying the right person to do this job so that's such a great point yeah and if we, if we look at it as well um if we consider that the talent pool has been active and passive yeah again if you're a, a hiring manager yeah. thinking about at the moment how much reach do I have into the active marketplace? So active, what I mean by an active candidate for um, our listeners, people that are actually applying for jobs right now. So they're going on job boards, they're um, clicking apply and they're actively getting themselves out there. Passive candidates conversely are candidates that aren't doing that. They're not actively going out there applying for adverts, but they may be open to approaches for the based on the role you know if it's the right type of job they might decide you know that they want to bring themselves onto the market so you've got two different sides of the talent pool haven't you some with that 100 100 you've summarized that really well how the companies that you're um working with some ensuring that they're accessing the entirety of the talent pool yeah i think about look each approach is different and you know each role is unique in its own in its own speciality and yeah. and how specific that actual brief might be right but i think you know the company that i am working with that are doing well are putting themselves in that position to be successful and really are partnering up you know with bms perform or any recruiter that they may be using at that time to you know support when they understand that we've only got access to you know by using our adverts we're relying on those active engaged people that are you know potentially looking for a role um you know the the, the not active market as you've called it um yeah. it's, it's all about putting themselves in that position so the companies that i'm working with and you know the ones that i've done really well with value those partnerships and value the recruiters going above and beyond um, to really help them identify you know the talent by um, you know being more proactive not just relying on just you know the ad response stuff coming in but having to you know go out and you know hunt and identify the right people for their roles that's it proactive is a key word correct that you've, that, that you've used pre yeah. proactive in their search for candidates what are the tips are you giving to um your clients at the moment on in this respect and how yeah. they can you know make sure that they're recruiting the best person for the job yeah well i think it starts right at the top right in terms of the meetings that they have internally coming to market knowing firstly you know are we at the right place to be competitive in the market you know are we and that boils down to the finance right are we paying the right amount of money yeah, to yeah. attract the right level of candidate you know are we competitive when we go to the market um second thing is do we have a plan 
you know, um, in terms of that interview um, plan? Do we have interview dates and plan um, in process? Um, how quickly can we do this? And also, do we have a, you know, a clear agenda in terms of do we understand who we want to bring into the organization? Right. Do yeah. we fully understand what that person looks like, the soft skills that they have um, and yeah, understand the kind of profile that we want to bring in? So, you know, um, by having all this in, in place before actually recruiting, um, you know, that's the advice that I'm you know, giving my clients and you know, the ones that are taking that on are doing really well. Yeah, I think I think one of the um, the, the key points to this, I agree with and you said some there, the key yeah. points to this, just to finish off on this particular point is, is that set interview and assessment process? Because we've talked yeah. here about making sure they're accessing the, the, the widest selection of talent yeah. that they can, and yeah. they've got a clear idea of what they'll recruit, which is all great. But in order to make sure you're recruiting the best person for the job, in, in, in my view, you know, the interview process, it's got to be engaging, it's yeah. got to be robust, but it's got to give the candidate an opportunity to demonstrate their capability, but also coachability as exactly. well. Exactly. Because we've spoken here about um, looking outside of the box, perhaps, and considering yeah. people from different backgrounds, because yeah. what you might have thought a specific of someone was doing in a specific role previously three years ago isn't what they might be doing now so then if we're bringing people in from a different background or a different sales background different experience and we've got to make sure we've got that interview process and that yeah. assessment absolutely spot on and um, so i think if, if, if hiring managers are doing all of these points then they've got a much better chance of recruiting their uh, the best person for their sales jobs spot on excellent mike yeah. Bye. Cool. So um, what was the second point, Sam, that you've got there that we wanted to shut through? Yeah. yeah, no, I think second point is, you know, company perception. And by that, I mean, you know, how are we being perceived, you know, um, by candidates and equally, you know, most importantly, how are, we be, how are we being perceived by the candidates that we want to recruit? You know, mm. how how do we stand out within the marketplace and what, what people think of us? What's the drawback on that then? If we think about companies that um, that, that we work with or we have worked with in the past who might not have been that acutely aware of how they're perceived yeah. in the talent pool, what have you seen as some of the negative impacts of that? That's a really, really good point, right? And I think, you know, we live in a society now where, you know, word of mouth, you know, reviews, all these things, you know, go a long way with regards to decision making, you know, and, um, you know, just to where companies are sort of fallen down is, you know, when they're not being aware of how they're seen within the market, when they're not being aware of, you know, you know, the reviews that they're getting, the good, bad, you know, the, the ugly ones equally, right? And yeah. um, it's just that all plays a part in terms of when we're speaking to candidates and whether they want to work with this organization and they can really see a future there. So, you know, that awareness is so, so, so critical um, to make sure that the organization, you know, fits, um, you know, what, what these candidates' perception is. And that's that's what it's all about, making sure that everything is is aligned to, you know, a successful recruitment process. Yeah, I'd yeah. I'd, I'd really encourage and and I do yeah. encourage clients that we work with to sort of take yeah. themselves on a candidate journey as if they were applying for a role with their company. Because if I'm a candidate right now and I was on the market, I'd be looking at the LinkedIn page. Yeah. I'd be looking, you know, what are the good news stories? Yeah. What are the testimonials? How long have people been there for? Yeah. Yeah, I might go and look at some um 
some websites online, Glassdoor, yeah, some Glassdoor, review yeah. center. Yeah, obviously there's a caveat yeah. with that. Yeah. People tend to put reviews on when they're unhappy, yeah. not always yeah. when they are yeah. happy. So yeah. look at that on balance. But I think as an employer, when you're thinking of your employer value proposition, it's something that you need to be aware of. And then making sure that you presented well online on socials because candidates yeah. can find out so much more now yeah. about you before they've even interviewed with you than they ever could before. You know, I'm thinking, you know, as well on this point, how important is it that companies are aware of what salespeople from their competitors might think of? Yeah, 100%. 100%. So no, I, that's such a, such a good point, Mike, in terms of we are in a, in a time now that just by click of a button, you know, you can find out all you know, the good, uh, the bad, the important things that an organization is doing. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, if we're looking to, you know, potentially attract someone potentially from a competitor, we see it's important for all these things to, you know, to, to, to be really good. So putting the, the company definitely needs to put their, you know, their hat on in terms of being a candidate on that journey, finding mm. out what we're thought of within the market. Um, so, yeah, really, really important. Yeah, because if I'm, if I'm, um, if I'm working for said company and I've yeah. been selling against other said company for yeah. the last three to four, three, four years, years yeah. and I've spent my working days explaining why you should buy yeah. from me versus them, yeah then how likely am I then to want to maybe yeah. work for, okay. for, for for this company? So if I'm that company that's looking to attract that candidate, it's really important that everything online about me is all singing, all dancing, and as clean as exactly. it can be to attract that type of person as well. And exactly. another tip, a tip on this, and something that is really good practice to do, is you know, surveying your current staff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Ask yeah. them on when they were going through the recruitment process you know, how what, what how they, what was yeah. their perception yeah how did they perceive you as an employer when they were coming through it what advice would they give you that um could help you attract candidates via your employer brand exactly those surveys could be could be anonymous as well right you know yeah. so no it's such a good point really putting themselves in that candidate journey and understanding what what it is that's drawn them to their company as well so yeah really good point Mike. So the final um point that we wanted to to chat through and it's arguably like the most important one because when yeah. ordinarily when a company partners with a recruiter um, yeah. like BMS or someone else you know they're looking to do that because they want to fill the vacancy as quickly as they can because if they've got a vacancy ordinarily it's costing them money because it's a territory that isn't being covered there's a financial impact to that there's also a business impact on it are other people needing to cover that area there's the pressures that then puts on the rest of the sales team and the manager so the final point we want to talk about is how can i ensure that my time to hire is as short as possible yeah. to enable us to recruit the best sales talent. How can people do this, Sam? Really, really good point, Mike. Um, in terms of when we think of that time to hire piece, you know, what is actually involved in that, right? So I think the first thing that's involved is the interview, you know, so yeah. having interview, you know, um, dates provisionally mapped out, 
having a real plan in terms of this is how we want the interview process to run, having this mapped out, making sure that we stick to this process and also we're able to be flexible in some instances to potentially move it forward. Um, another thing which is Let's really... Let's just sit on that yeah, point one yeah. second, Sam, just to cut in because we want to make sure the audience is getting as much yeah. value as, as possible. So when we're talking about mapping out the interview process, just... Yeah. Give a, a real sort of you know, clear and concise answer. Yeah. So what, what does yeah. that actually mean? Like when we're advising our clients, what are we saying? What is a mapped out interview process? Yeah, so a mapped out interview process when we're advising our clients is literally having plans in terms of this is when we're looking to conduct our, you know, our first stage interview, having this arranged. This yeah. is when we're looking to arrange our second stage interview, our final interview, and having a process confirming you know, the feedback as well, right? Yeah. How you know times dates booked in how quickly and efficiently we can get this feedback back to our clients um so you know from an interview process it's it's that and having this you know in the diary and sticking to it um is probably very very important yeah and and i guess as well right we we were very much in a candidate driven market ordinarily we're working with a handful of candidates for a job at best because it's difficult to find good people so having a a mapped out interview process generally means that you're mitigating the risk of losing people yeah because as a recruitment partner we can say to the candidate the first interview date is going to be on this date yeah if you're successful the seconds are going to be on that date it just means a smoother process for both yeah. candidate and client. As we say, usually means that we don't miss out on people. I just want to pipe up with a point on this one. Yeah. Um, something like a bit of a bugbear for me, but when companies closing dates for applications on job adverts uh, and they uh, don't re- they don't don't um they don't review CVs at all yeah. until this yeah. closing date has passed. Yeah. It's a bugbear of mine. What do you think about that? Uh, that's such a good point, right, Mike? And if you think about it, like you've obviously mentioned, you know, the mitigations and the challenges that we yeah. have at this time with the market being candidate led, right? And it's when you've got, you know, a date and you're not reviewing these CVs, you know, by the time you review the CVs in two to three weeks, the candidate's gone anyway, right? So yeah. it's, it's a merry-go-round. Yeah, round and you're just going around. round and round and, you're, yeah. you know, you're paying more to keep the adverts running and, you know, that's, that is, yeah, you couldn't have you couldn't have said it any better. It's, it is such a big bugbear for for myself too. Yeah, hundred percent. On 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 the same topic as yeah. the first point, really, with the interview process being provisionally mapped out, but yeah. making sure that we're giving feedback yeah. quickly and it's reasonable feedback as well. Yeah. It's effective feedback. It's yeah. not just you're a yes or you're a no. Yeah. That yeah. can really help drive down time to hires, can't it? hundred percent hundred percent and like feedback is so so crucial and obviously when I speak to to candidates you know it says a lot about an organization too um, in terms of you know as part of their interview process when they're able to give effective critical feedback um, which is you know detailed what that candidate's done well what they haven't what they could do better in that quick amount of time we're all about you know, it increases that engagement as well. And yeah. that can just thinking, this is a place that I want to be working because 100%. look at how well that, that, that feedback's gone. Look at how quickly I've received it. I've not been waiting around, you know, a week, two weeks to know where I stand. And that's all part of the journey. And in this market, it's all about marginal gains. And the more that we could have processes like this in, in place, it increases the chances of success. So, yeah. Yeah, super point. Yeah, because um, 
selling to candidates, making them feel wanted, making them feel loved. But guess yeah. what? It's going to drive down your time to hire. Yeah. Because it's a candidate-driven market. If they have an offer from you yeah. and they have an, an offer or they're waiting on an offer from someone else yeah. or they've got a final interview date with someone else, if they feel really wanted by you, yeah. there's less chance they're going to hang around and wait for those other opportunities because they think, wow, that process has been really yeah. efficient, yeah. really quick. The yeah. feedback's been fluid. Yeah. Um, it's been good feedback. Yeah. You know, they've been quick to get me through it. These look like they're a company that I've got everything in order. You know, and I want to, I, I want to get on board with them. Spot on. So it's not always something that I think clients and hiring managers think about. Yeah. How the speed of the feedback impacts yeah. upon yeah. the times of hire, but it yeah. definitely does. Um, the other final point on, on this as well, again, it relates in its relation to process, but it's also time to hire. Yeah. But um, what about getting offers and contracts out? Right, and the yeah. process that's involved with that. Again, it's such such a good point, and that's this is all part of it. It's important for you know hiring managers and organisations to know that you know just because the recruitment doesn't end there. You know, it's yeah. very much you know getting the offer, getting the contract, they're onboarding. It's all part of it, but that is so important um, from a candidate point of view, but also from a recruitment point of view, um, just to make sure that that process is done as smoothly as possible. Um, in this market, waiting around four offers, four contracts, all these things, they all make, you know, make parts of the decision from the candidate point of view, whether they're going to decide to go ahead with joining the organization. So the quicker that this could be aligned, the smoother the process is. It all, you know, definitely plays a plays a massive part. So, yeah, um, this, this, this is that's absolutely critical. Couldn't agree more. Well, that brings us to the end of, um, of, of, end of our podcast, Sam. So thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, cheers, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. Thank to, you so um, much for having me. Yeah, it's, it's all good. Hope to have you back on again soon. Um, so the next week's guest will be um, Laura Tucker, um, who is also part of our medical team. She's been with BMS for 20 years, so she'll have lots of wisdom to share. Um, and the subject on that one will be the benefits of considering sales talent from outside of your industry sector. So I look forward to discussing that. And once again, Sam, thanks for joining me. Cheers, Mike. Thank you.